right, so last week, was, any, was everybody here last week? Brother Tim got up here and preached. He preached about listening last week, and I so appreciated the message. I know I need to do better in that area. But it also blessed me because God had given me the message that I'm about to preach tonight, the night before he preached. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. It built right on top of what he was preaching. And it just builds right on top of it. And uh, if I have a title for the message, it would be Just Do It. Okay? If you got your Bibles, turn to James, first chapter, verses 19 through 27. Brother Gayhart, you remember Brother James from the from over there at Flint Ridge? He gave us some of these large print, big Bibles. And I'm I know it looks obnoxious, just as real big, but it's got big print, and that's why I'm got I have to get bifocals and so the bigger the print, the better for me now. I have to hold my phone out at arm's length. You guys can sympathize. And the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Verses 22-25, through it says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man, beholding his natural face in the glass, before, and then he beholdeth himself, and goes, when he knows, okay, when you do the word, when you, when you do what, what you hear, then you're blessed in your deed, okay? I'm sorry, I lost my spot there for a second. So, it's not what we intend to do that counts, but what we actually do, okay? Have you ever had a list of things that you wanted to do for God, but you just never have got around to it yet? or dying person, go sing in a nursing home, give a devotion or teach a Sunday school lesson, preach a message, give your testimony. Remember, the smallest deed is better than the greatest intention. You just have to do it. You have to be a doer. Our church should be like Home Depot, a place where doers get things done. Amen? We've got to get to that place where we do it. We don't just talk about it. We don't just sing about it. But let's do it. Let's go out into all the world. The Great Commission. Let's do that. Let's not just preach about it. Let's actually do it. I was so blessed Monday to be able to be a part of that singing at Brother Hayes' house. And when you are actually doing what pure religion is talking about, visiting the fatherless and the widows and their afflictions, visiting shut-ins, visiting sick people that are, are shut in. There's something that happens inside your soul. You get a little bit of heaven stirred up in there. Amen? And, and we all felt it. Everybody that went, we got a huge pick-me-up. And God just, He blessed us more than He blessed them, I'm sure. But when I was praying for them, I prayed for the, the hazes at the end. And I asked God to forgive us. 
I ask God to forgive us for not being the church, for just going to church. We've got to do better, guys. We have to do it. We have to be the church. We've got to do these things that are expected of us. Amen? And it all starts with keeping yourself unspotted from the world. If you've got all this sin pressing in on you and you're vexed from day to day, I mean, we are. We're vexed like a lot, right? But if you have all these things that are affecting you and dragging you down, how are you going to be an encouragement to somebody else? But if you keep yourself unspotted from the world, then we can reach out and we can actually give them some hope and give them some, some love that they can really feel. Amen? Let's be a place where doers get things done. You may have been saying for years that you're going to do this and that for God, but have you? Just do it. If you give a glass of water in His name, you'll not lose your reward. Brother Gayhart's been an inspiration for me, especially in the last, since I've been saved, the 18 years in December. But I've seen him do more for God in his 70s. Middle 70s up to middle 80s now. I've seen him do more for God than a lot of people I've seen their whole life, right? And that's what, that's what he was talking about. When he's running that race, he wants to surge through that finish line. He wants to go full force. And that's what we've got to do. Unfortunately, God, God right now is bracing for a, a lack or a, a, a law in production. He's, he's bracing for production to go down in the work of the kingdom of heaven right now. Football season's right around the corner. And this hit me hard, okay? I'm a big football fan. But the Holy Spirit talked to me about this. He said, football season's right around the corner. And how easy is it for even the most devout Christian to sit there almost all day on Saturday and watch football for 12 to 16 hours? There's absolutely nothing wrong with watching football. But, did you put God first that day? Did you get in your prayer closet and weep for the lost? Did you refrain from praying for your team to win? <laughs> Did you get your devotions and meditation in before you parked on the couch? I was sitting there saying, ouch, ouch, right? God wants true action, not lip service. We can't just say we're Christians. we got to be Christians. 1 John 3, 7-18 Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin, or doeth sin, is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. 
neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil, and his brothers were righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that, it, it, that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby we perceive the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before Him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. Amen. Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth, in action and in truth. Right? Amen. Matthew 21, 28 through 32. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go to work today in my vineyard. And the son answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. And he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And then he went not. Whether of them two did the will of his father. They say unto him the first. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and you believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him. And you, when you had seen it, repented not afterward that you might believe him. The first son said he wasn't going to go. But then he had a change of heart, and he went and worked in the field, right? The second son told him, I'll go. And then he didn't go. Which son are you? Amen? What son are we? It's not what we say we're going to do, but what we actually do that matters. Matthew 7.21 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Amen? It's not what we say, it's what we do. We need to do what we say we're going to do. Let your yea be yea, and your nay be nay. Let's read Matthew 5, 33-37. I like to read a lot of scriptures, guys. Uh, my opinion doesn't amount to a hill of beans. It's what the Word of God has to say that's important to me. Amen? If I can't back it up with scripture, you shouldn't even listen to me. Okay? So I have, I have quite a few scriptures, but I'm going quick, okay? I'll go through this quickly. Matthew 21, 28-32. No, I'm sorry, Matthew 
Matthew 5, 33 through 37. I need to write as big as the words that are in my Bible. I need to write that big on my paper. That would be a good idea, wouldn't it? <laughs> All right, 33 through 37. And again, you have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oath. But I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these comes of evil. You know, a lot of you guys are in the generation where your word was your bond. It's not so much that way anymore. And it should be that way, right? But you should, your word should be your bond. If you say you're going to do something, that's what you should do. And I'd love for our generations coming up behind us to get back to that. Where was I? Be a man or a woman of your word. Once you say you're going to do something, just do it. Even if it really hurts, keep your word. Think of Psalm 15, 1 through 5. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. That's Fourth verse says, he that swears to his own hurt and changes not. That means if you say you're going to do something, and it's going, to, it's going to cost you a little bit, it's going to hurt, you still do it. Swear to your own hurt and change not. He that swears to his own hurt and changes not, and this is so hard for human beings because we don't like pain we don't like discomfort. We don't like getting out of our little box. And if it's going to cost us, sometimes we just want to change our mind. Or, And I, I'm bad at that. Mary, Mary, she knows I've got to work on that. Because I'm, I change my mind too much. And I've got to get back to just doing what I said I was supposed to do. Amen? Just do it anyway. You can really hurt your influence if you're constantly changing your mind. People can't rely on you. They, they don't even want to ask you to do something because you're unreliable. James 1 and 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all, of it, in all of his ways. This ought not to be for a Christian. We should be able to be depended on. Just like Jesus is able to be depended on. We sing that awesome song that we learned when we were in youth group. Sing it for years. He can be depended on. Can you? Can we? James 2, 14 through 26. I'm getting close, guys. James 2. 
It's after Hebrews. Yeah. 14 through 26. What does it profit, my brother, and though a man say he has faith and has not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one good. You do well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? You know, I think of this when I read that verse there. I think Brother Wilson one time, he said God was looking for a man that would give up his only son before he'd consider giving up his. And when Abraham went through and was going to sacrifice Isaac, that gave God the green light to go ahead and, yeah, I'll send Jesus to die for their sins. But he wanted somebody to show that first. And I'm so thankful that Abraham was faithful in that. Amen. Was not Abraham our, our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? And by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. By works a man is justified. And not by faith only. We have to do something for God. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. It's going to cost you something to be a Christian. In this case, it's going to cost you clothing and food. Right? If that person you're trying to help is is naked and hungry, you can't just say, well, go your way. I'm praying for you. No, we've got to do something. We've got to give them some clothes. Give them some food. Amen? You can't just tell somebody you're praying for them and help them. You have to do something. You have to just do it. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Okay? When I got hired on my job, I needed training. Now, that guy could have just told me what to do, and I wouldn't have had hardly any clue of what to do to run that big machine. But if he went and I watched him do it, I can imitate that. I could learn from that, and I could, I could do it the next time. But he showed me what to do. He didn't tell me what to do. He showed me. And that's what we got to do with our children. Amen? When you're trying to live a Christian life, you can't just tell them, well, you shouldn't uh, commit adultery or you shouldn't have anger towards other people and, and all these different things. You, and you can't just tell them that. You've got to show them that. You can't say one thing and do another. Right? The key to training is not 
by telling someone how to do something, but actually showing them how to do it. Actions speak louder than words. You ever heard that? I say actions also teach better than words. Lord, help me to train up my children to be an actual living example of what I'm trying to teach them. Away with that old philosophy, do as I say, not as I do. You ever heard that? That is is junk. You can keep that, right? Children, youth group, church, do as I do. Amen? Do as I do. Don't do as I say. Do as I do. Does that make sense? We've got to do that, guys. We've got to live the example to the generation coming up behind us. There's many of you that are sitting out in this audience that I looked up to when I was their age. Brother Linder, Brother Gayhart, Brother Sherm, different ones. Just to name a few. Brother George, Sister Iva, she's probably not here, she's probably with Terry. Listen, we've got to be the examples that, that we want them to follow, right? We've got to put those footprints in the sand that we want them to take. They're going to follow our path. We've got to do that. We've got to live it in front of them. Do as I do. We live in an apathetic, lethargic, procrastinating, lukewarm society. But God wants us to work for Him. Don't grow weary and well speaking. <laughs> Don't grow weary and well thinking. No. Don't grow weary and well doing. First Thessalonians 5. I've only got a couple scriptures left. You can relax. <laughs> First Thessalonians 5. Verses 14 through 26. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the Spirit. Despise not prophesyings. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. That's a hard one. In this society, that's a hard one. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. W-H-O-L-L-Y. He will wholly sanctify you. And then He'll make you holy with an H-O-L-Y. I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is He that calleth you who also will do it. He's going to do it. He wants us to do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. Bring your chapstick. (laughs) pucker up Justin (laughs) 
2 Corinthians 5 and 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Seems to me what we do really does matter. We're going to be judged by the things that are done in our body. Last scripture, turn to Matthew 25. Matthew 25, 31-46. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory, and before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom of the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry, and fed thee, and thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto you? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then he shall say to the goats on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And then he goes down that list, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. And then they answer him and said, When did we see you hungry and thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison? and did not minister to thee. And he shall answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of these, the least of these, you did it not unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Sounds like we better do what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. Let us be about our Father's business. Let's just do it. Let's be the church. Let's do those things that we know that we should be doing. Amen? I want to be a sheep. I don't want to be a goat at the end of this. I want to go to that right hand. I know you do too. Anybody with half a brain does. Right? So let's be who we say we're supposed to be. Let's let's possess what we profess. Amen? Let's go forward, conquering and to conquer. Okay? I love you guys. Thank you for listening to me. Just do it. Amen. Thank the Lord.